Welcome back, everyone, to the Pro Football Network Betting Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Lewis, joined by my fellow co-host, David Bierman. We're on to the divisional round. Neither of our teams are still alive in the race, but this makes this weekend more enjoyable for us. Less stress about our teams, but more stress about our bets. David, let's dive right into the games. First one, Texans at Ravens. If you remember, this is a week one matchup at the same place in Baltimore for CJ Stroud's first start. Ravens won 26-9, pretty handily. Sloppy game kind of on both sides of the ball. Shroud, while he showed some flashes game, looked a little overmatched against his Ravens defense on the road in his first start. But how much of that game you take into consideration here and where are you leaning towards in your uh, initial plays for this one? To be honest, I'm going to throw that game out completely. Uh, see a Shroud first start. I think both these teams are drastically better than they were week one. And even though the Ravens won that one easily, you're also talking about a rookie quarterback, a rookie head coach. Like it was the first game for both of them. Uh, so I'm throwing that game out. Yeah, they played week one. That's cute. But um, I think this game will play out differently. I, the Ravens absolutely can still cover like they did week one. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they did. But I also think the Texans have proven, especially last week against a really good Browns defense, uh, that they can score and they can hang. So I, I'm actually looking at the over this one, Brian, 43 and a half. You saw what the Texans did to literally one of the top defenses in football last week scored at will. Obviously there were a couple of pick sixes, but they still scored on offense on almost every drive. Uh, the Ravens defense is good as well, but I think um, the combination of an improved Texans offense and a Ravens offense that has scored at least 20 points and 11 straight games. If you throw out week 18 scrimmage against Pittsburgh, where they didn't play anybody the previous 11 games, the Ravens scored 20 points per game. When you think Ravens, you think mostly defense, but this offense is fourth in the NFL at 28.4 points per game. Texans don't have the world's greatest defense. So I'm expecting a little bit of points in this first one, a little bit of a shootout and maybe a 31, 24 type game to hit the over at 43 and a half. Yeah. You mentioned to throw that first game out the window from week one, just to give you some background about how long ago that is and how much has changed. So Lamar Jackson's going to win MVP. Had a QBR of 12.2, and the Ravens had less than 300 yards of offense, and DJ Stroud and the Texans did not score an offensive touchdown. So while we don't want to take week one in consideration, that's pretty silly to do 19 weeks later. I'm still seeing a I'm still predicting a similar result for this game that we saw in week one. I'm kind of heads up with you on the total, actually. For the Texans all year, they've been a lot better offense at home than on the road, which is Pretty natural for a really young team, young quarterback, rookie head coach, young skill position guys. And they did beat up a really good Browns defense last week. But did you know how many teams gave up more points per game on the road than the Browns during the regular season? Yeah, they're a bad road team for sure, but they shouldn't have allowed 40-something points. No, but the only team that gave up more was the Denver Broncos. And that's partially inflated by them giving up 70 points at Miami earlier this season. So, I don't really understand why the Browns defense traveled so poorly this year. A lot of those games, um, those totals were inflated by a lot of turnovers on both sides of the ball. But um, I just, I'm just riding with the Ravens here. I think the trend, I think the narrative of them being a bad playoff team with Lamar is a little overstated. Like people are trying to compare them to the Cowboys and how much they flopped in the playoffs under Mike McCarthy. But it was really that like one bad loss to the Titans a couple of years ago when they're maybe even 10-point favorites. I remember they're supposed to win that game handily, but they just really struggled with fourth down conversions that game. They still put up over 500 yards of offense. They just couldn't stop Derrick Henry. But I think this Texans team, they've had a really good run. They're a really good story. 
There's few teams well better positioned for the future, considering how good of a young quarterback CJ Stroud is with four years left on his rookie contract, really good rookie head coach. But I just think they're going to be overmatched in this one. I would take, I wouldn't take the points in nine and a half, but I took it earlier when I got to, when it was at eight and a half or one point. So I like the Ravens and I'm heads up with you on the total. So we're one game in and we're already on opposite sides for a play, which is pretty rare because we're usually pretty aligned. We are. And then, Hey, it's the playoffs. You know, we each like, and we each make valid points. Um, I do agree with you that I, I think the Lamar Jackson thing is a little overblown. And it's yeah. one of the situations where the Ravens have entered the playoffs numerous times as like one seed, two seed with a bye, and not won it from that position. They've won it from a wild card position. Um, but it seems to be that when they're heavy favorites, they tend to shrink. But I think this offense is a lot different under Todd Munkin than it has in the past. And another reason why I like the over, like that offense is firing on all cylinders. But at the end of the day, you're going to be stunned if the Ravens come out flat and Lamar comes out flat. No, they've done it before. But Lamar, ha- it's not like Lamar's 0-6 in the playoffs. Like he's won no. this game. Uh, he's 1-3. Just- yeah. And one of those losses was as a rookie. I mean, besides C.J. Stroud, rookie quarterbacks usually tend to struggle in the playoffs. One of them is against the Bills. I'm pretty sure they're underdogs. Yep. And it is an overstated narrative. And I think most of the narrative is pretty overstated. I might be a little biased here, but with the Cowboys, I can't figure out what it is, but like why they struggle in the playoffs. But I, you, you can't deny that trend with them. No, I mean, it, 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 it's absolutely a weird. It's not just how that Dallas loses. It's like how they lose. Like, yeah. You can't lose to Green Bay or be down 24 in the fourth quarter. I know they scored late to make it closer, but yeah. they just got their butts kicked up and down the field, and that's not something that you expect to see. So it's just rinse and repeat there. So Speaking of Dallas, we're moving on to the next game with the team that eliminated them and the team they were expected to play in the NFC Championship. This is a pretty lofty spread. 49ers minus 9.5 hosting Jordan Love and the Green Bay Packers. This is a pretty simple one for me. I'm not trying to get too caught up in the Packers hype right now. We just talked about how bad this Cowboys team tends to be in the playoffs and they had tend to fall flat and they just got basically Matt LaFleur took um, Dan Quinn's lunch money. This one, like he just abused him. He just owned him. Like the Shanahan off the offenses always do to Dan Quinn's defenses in the playoffs. Everyone likes to talk about how it's payback for when Dan Quinn was the head coach in Atlanta. Shanahan was the OC Matt LaFleur is a quarterback's coach. And then even more, something I didn't really realize, when Shanahan left for the Niners job, Dan Quinn didn't promote Matt LaFleur to OC. Do you remember who he hired? I do not. Who did he hire? Sark. There we go. Yeah. So, I remember they, um, they lost to us in the uh, divisional round that year to the Eagles. But point and simple, we've, we've had, they've gone two weeks out seeing – we've gone two weeks out seeing the Niners team play pretty much because they – Rested all their starters in week 18. They had a bye last week. But let's not forget, this is still probably the best team in football. And when they win, they win handedly. The only win last this, as you mentioned in your picks article, the only win that wasn't by one score, that was by more than one score this year, is because of the backdoor cover field goal by Sean McVay in the closing second. So that really shouldn't count. So with the 49ers, seem you're confident in them, don't be afraid to, to lay a big number. So I'm all over the 49ers covering this one. What are your thoughts? Yeah, we agree on this one, not to get too caught up in the Packers hype. It's a great season. I love what they've done with love and company. And with all due respect to the Cowboys, I know the Cowboys were the two seed. There's a step up in class between the two seeded Cowboys and the number one seeded Niners. The Niners, by the way, beat the Cowboys 
and uh, the Eagles, who are the two battling for the two seed pretty handily. They're the best team in football, um, unless you count the Baltimore Ravens, who beat them. So those are the two best teams. They're without a doubt the best team in the NFC. And yeah, laying, I'm not a big laying nine, laying 10, double-digit guy, but I've said it in the column over and over and over again. If you're going to do it, this is the team to do it with. I always tell you not to do it with the Chiefs since they don't cover big numbers. No. San Francisco yeah. 49ers have won by double digits in 11 of their 12 wins. The one they didn't was the McVay field goal that you talked about. So, you know, it, it, this whole bye week thing, if you go back in the history of the NFL, there's no proven track record that it's rest versus rust or yada, yada, yada. Um, yes, there have been one seeds that have lost like Tennessee and Baltimore have lost, but this 49ers team actually needed the rest. You know, McCaffrey was banged up. Williams was banged up. The receivers were banged up. Purdy was banged up in the last game. Now they're well rested. The injury report is fine. They're the better team here. And instead of having to play the defending NFC champion Eagles or the red hot Tampa Bay Buccaneers, you're facing a Cowboys team, uh, a Packers team that had a whole bunch of 23 and 24 year olds on it. Love what they did last week. Perfect matchup against the Cowboys. We had talked about it last week. Um, I know you did on the pod and I did in the article that it, it, it was a good matchup for them. Uh, at the same time, this is not, and I, I don't expect this one to be close. You know, it's funny you mentioned that I originally went into it being all over Dallas. And then the more I thought about it, I just, it was kind of suspicious how with the line movement, and then I was able to get a plus seven and a half right before kickoff. But I can't say that I saw that coming. I really just took the value with the spread, hoping the Packers have a backdoor cover. I did not see the Cowboys losing, especially losing how they did. But we're definitely in agreement there. And I'm also leaning towards the over, if anything, just because, I mean, we've seen this 49ers offense all season. Pretty much in all but two games, when they had their starting offense together, they scored 30-plus points. And this Packers offense is really good themselves also. They are top five offense this year by a lot of metrics. And if, if it plays out like we think it is, we think it's going to be a blowout. And there's a back-to-recover possibility Sure. For the total, the over as well, which is why it's another reason why I like, you know, it's a pretty high total to say the least, especially for a playoff game. But let's move on for the rest of the slate. We got two more games to go. Kind of miss only four games. Like I liked having the two, two and two last weekend, even though Sunday felt a little boring having to wait till 430 for the first game. But uh, this is the one that confuses me the most. Most I really don't know how to play for this one right now with the Buccaneers versus Lions because I don't, I'm not sure how good either team is. Let's start with Tampa Bay. They blew out my Eagles, but anyone that had been paying attention to them over the last month and going into that game knew that team basically quit. If you if you were on the Eagles last week, I don't know what you realistically could have hoped for. It's because not only are they just they were decimated with injuries, their best playmakers out, but I just don't if they're going against a team that is really blitz heavy. They haven't adjusted the blitz all season, and they're going against offense a passing offense that's very functional. And not only can they not cover anybody but they can't tackle anybody either. So I just don't have anybody wins that game expecting anything different. So because with that, all that being said, I'm not sure how good this Buccaneers team is. They just took advantage of a defeated Eagles team, ready to go to Cancun, like as fast as they can. Meanwhile, the Lions, very happy for Lions fans, very happy with city of Detroit. First playoff win, I think of my lifetime, which is crazy. I think at 32 years. For, when, were not, I'm not, I'm not, when were you born? Said? What year were you born? 91. One in 91. October. All right. So the Lions 
did advance to the a- NFC title game versus the Washington Commanders in January of 92. So you saw the last Lions playoff win, but you were a couple of months old. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I was less than six months old. So point point still stands to how long it's been, but at the same time, everyone was watching that game. We're watching that game. I'm not sure the better team won that game, to be honest with you. Like the Rams, I think pretty much outplayed them. They got the Lions got bailed out by some non-calls. They have really good offense. Buccaneers have a pretty bad defense that the Eagles couldn't expose. But the Lions have really bad defense too. Six and a half is a lot of points, even though I don't really buy this Buccaneers team. Let me get your thoughts first and uh, what are you leaning towards? I agree with you about Tampa. I don't think they're very good at all. Like, congrats, you blew out the Eagles. Who hasn't? I mean, all due respect. You in lost the last, six no, no, you're right. In the last month, yeah. You know, you lost six of your last seven games. It's, it's why I'm not giving the Chiefs much credit for beating the Dolphins either. Um, but I actually do like the Lions. I think they're, they're a really good team. I think you're right. There are a couple of games that went their way, but there's also a couple of games that went against them. Like, they should have beaten the Cowboys, and therefore the Lions would be the two seed and not the three seed. They should seed. have beat the Cowboys, but if you remember – they did get really lucky that C.D. Lamb play where he was supposed to score a touchdown and then it was the uh, touchback. Yeah, I mean, and obviously it goes both ways for for over the course of the year. You're going to win some, lose some, depending on calls. Of um, I think the Lions are actually really, really good. And at times they've played down to their level of their opponent and not, you know, not blown out teams that they should have and they've lost games where they should have won. But at the end of the day, you know, you 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 dominated a Denver team when they were hot. You, you should have beaten the Cowboys. You swept the Vikings when the Vikings were challenging for the playoffs. Uh, you split with the bears when the bears were hot. It's like they have some notable wins on their schedule. No, they haven't gone into Philadelphia or gone into San Francisco or Baltimore. They don't have those signature wins, but they also aren't playing a signature team. They're playing a Tampa team that they dominated yeah. in week six. And I think this is going to be a very similar game to that. Like I like Tampa. It's a good story. They, they, they Baker Mayfield, like what a comeback by him. This is the same bucks team that struggled to beat Carolina both times, including when they needed to get in, they won nine to six. Yeah. And they had to rally against the Falcons late in the year to keep their playoff hopes alive. So if they don't rally in the last possession to beat the Falcons, this team's not even in the playoffs. So we're not talking like they played in, the NFC, the AFC North here. They played in a really crappy division, won a really crappy division, barely beat the teams in the crappy division to win, and then they blew out an Eagles team at home that the Eagles were were dead in the water. So, I'm I, I, my power rankings. I still have Tampa outside the top fifteen, and they've made the final eight. So, congrats. But you also played a fading Eagles team. So, I have no problem laying the points here. I laid it with with the Lions minus six, six and a half. Uh, they're just a much better team. And listen. I still think the Niners, the classy NFC, and the Niners are going to go to the Super Bowl. It ain't going to stun me next week when we're talking Lions, Niners, and the Lions are getting six, six and a half points. And I tell you, I'm taking the Lions because oh, they're they're going to be more. They're going to be underdogs by more than that, I think. So let's project it. Lions, Niners. What's the line going to be? Well, Packers are getting are getting nine and a half. They're not going to get that many points. I'm going to say to be above a touchdown. And I'm going to take that touchdown now. I, I could lose San Francisco, win that game 30 to 10. 
But again, Kyle Shanahan winning a big, big game that matters. It's not happened very often. Yes, he won an NFC title, blew it in the Super Bowl. He's gone to the Super Bowl and blown it in the Super Bowl. Um, I like the Lions here. I think the Lions are very formidable, and I put one of my last free bets on the Lions this morning, added more to my Lions to to, to win. I mean, they're still getting 9-1 to one right now because you still got to go to San Francisco and win. Like, you're getting a better price in the Lions now than you got earlier in the year. So... Um, I don't think they beat San Francisco, but it wouldn't stun me if they did. I'd be stunned if they beat San Francisco because I can't see that defense having a chance against a Niners offense and Jared Goff playing on the road in that environment. You know, it's not cold weather. It's not a dome and it's not the Buccaneers defense. I agree with you though, that I think the Lions are definitely the much better team here. I just think both teams are playing above, like, are, are overachieving. I don't think the Lions are so good to be hosting the divisional round game. I don't think the Buccaneers are good enough to be a team in the divisional round. I do think that this could be a nice over spot. 48 and a half is a tough number for me to take in over because it's right above the key number of 48. But look at this t- these teams offensively. I mean, the Buccaneers put up 32 points last week. They should have put up way more. Like, they left a lot of meat on the bone in that game against the Eagles with their drops. And... We know this Eagles defense, probably the worst defense in football since the second half of the season when Matt Patricia took over. But this Lions defense is really bad themselves. And on the other side of the ball, they should be able to move the ball handily against this Buccaneers defense. I mean, there's loaded with weapons. And Nick Sirianni, Brian Johnson couldn't scheme up a plan to counter Todd Bowles' really blitz-happy defense. I'm pretty confident Ben Johnson would be a little bit more prepared in this one. So if anything here, I'm looking at this as a teaser. Get the Lions down to a pick basically minus a half and the tease of the chiefs get the plus eight and a half, which is a nice segue to our next game. Chiefs versus Chiefs versus bills. The rematch we're waiting for, for two years in the playoffs. I got really burned by this game a couple years ago. I was in a pool where like you draft these teams for the season and you get points for each win and each playoff game and so forth. My friend, and I would have won the thing where would have won it all. If it was a bills Rams super bowl. Mm. So, yeah. Really bad. B 13 seconds. Never forget. But this one, rare territory, not only is a game in Buffalo, but Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs are underdogs. Patrick Mahomes is an underdog in his career. Only 10 games, which is crazy. 8-1-1 against the spread and 7-3 and straight up. I know you're still not totally sold on this Chiefs team because they didn't dominate your Dolphins like you think they should have considering Dolphins team decimated by injuries, playing in really cold weather, not used to, and just... Basically a team that's got dealt a really bad hand in the season. So does that mean you're leaning towards the Bills here? Yeah. I mean, if I were to ask you right now, who's the better football team, what would you say? Bills. Right. And the Bills are laying less than three at home in a place that's very difficult to play. And listen, Kansas City's the defending Super Bowl champs. We've been talking about it all year. They're not playing to the best of their ability. And even against the Dolphins, that was a that was literally a depleted Dolphins team playing in ridiculous weather that the Chiefs should have won that game by 30. Like, I was, I sat there in the fourth quarter as angry as I was watching the pathetic Dolphins play. Like, they were still in the game in the fourth quarter. It was like 16 to 7 or 23 to 7. It, it, it took I think that was the third quarter. And then, then it's the fourth quarter. But I get your point. Like, it, they should, you were expecting them to dominate more than they did. Yeah. And not only that, but we went to halftime at 16 7. I, I felt like it was 40 to nothing. Like, the Dolphins scored one touchdown on uh, an underthrow. And all the Chiefs did was go up and down the field every time and settle for field goals. So it was 16-7, and it felt like 28-0. Um, they're not 
the same team that we have seen. They've proven it no. time and time again over the season. Now, listen, if you were to say, hey, it's February, the Chiefs went back-to-back and won back-to-back Super Bowls, no one's going to be stunned. I mean, they were the favorite coming into the season. But they're also playing a Buffalo team that was one of the favorites to enter the season. The difference here is the Bills hit rock bottom in Week 12 at 6-6, six and six, and then what did they do? They went to Buffalo, I mean, to Kansas City and beat Kansas City to keep their season alive and then haven't lost since. We all thought Buffalo was dead and buried. McDermott's comments about 9-11 came out. They're 6-6. Six and six. They're done. They're going to go and lose to Kansas City, and they haven't lost since. So Buffalo has beaten this team in Kansas City on the road. They're playing better football right now. And if you look at the Chiefs, this is the Kansas City Chiefs who snuck by the Broncos, snuck by the Jets, lost to your Eagles, snuck by the Raiders, lost to the Packers, snuck by the Patriots, lost to the Raiders, snuck by the Bengals. They're not exactly dominating teams. Now, not at all. Patrick Mahomes, really good playoff record, one of the best there is, has never played a road playoff game. Not to take any credit away from Mahomes and his playoff record, but he is yet to do what he's about to do. And when I'm telling you, there are very few places I would like to make my playoff debut more less than Orchard Park. That's not where I want to make my playoff debut. I would like to do it in Miami against the Dolphins or in Philly against your Eagles. Or a dome. Or a dome. So I think this is not an easy one, but I am going to lay the points with the Bills. I hope I'm wrong, actually. You know me. I don't like the Bills. So I hope I'm wrong, but I think the Bills – the fact that I'm taking the Bills tells you how much I think they're going to win this game. Yeah, I'm really torn this one because there's all the stats about Patrick Mahomes as an underdog or the spread three or less. That really, that's definitely a re, that's definitely real. But at the same time, as you as you noted, this is not the same Chiefs team as those previous Chiefs teams. They don't want to hold on to history too much here. I mean, there's, this team has no, it looked nowhere close to last year's team or any other team during the Patrick Mahomes era in Kansas City. So that's one side of me saying not to fall into that trap. But at the same time. When these teams did meet a few weeks ago, the Chiefs definitely outplayed the Bills. I mean, they had more yards of offense, more one more yard on average per play, two and three in a red zone versus the Bills one and two. They just tur- they just had turnovers and they got really unlucky with uh, Tony being offsides on that. Pl- it didn't there was a right call of the offsides, but nothing to do with the play. So not taking away that they played better on the field, they just had these dumb hiccups as they always do with Tony this year and a lot of the other guys, but. If anything here, I'm just seeing a low-scoring game just because even though the Bills are really decimated injuries on defense, this is not this is not these two offenses aren't the same that they were when they met in the uh, divisional round a couple years ago. Chiefs don't have Tyree Kill; they're not as deep of playmakers, they're not as explosive. The Bills recently have kind of been leaning more in their ground game and in this type of matchup. I'm just I'm, I'm envisioning a similar score that we saw a few weeks ago when the Bills won 20 to 17. I'm just not sure who's winning. By a field goal, as long as it's be decided by no more than a field goal, if that makes sense. So I like teasing the Chiefs up to eight and a half. You know, it's funny going into week 14, Bills at six and six, Dolphins at nine and three, three game lead, five to go. There was a heavy debate going into that game. Who should Dolphin fans root for? Because remember, at the time, you had a three game lead with five to play. You were looking at the one seed, which Kansas City was also there. So most people in Miami were like, you hate to do it, but you want Buffalo to win this game to help Miami get the one seed. Can I get in my time machine and reverse that and tell Kadarius Tony to freaking get on side so they could win that game? And the Bills season is over. 
if Kadarius Tony is not offside. I mean, they're it's over. So the Bills haven't lost yet since then. Beaten the Dolphins, knocked them out of the division, had to go to Can. The whole world changed after that game. So I was not thrilled when Buffalo won that game for those reasons. And I kept saying, you got to put the stake in them. You got to put the stake in them. And I will remember Van Pelt on Van Pelt show that night saying, I'm going to go to my grave saying the Buffalo Bills are going to, are going to do this. And he's not wrong. He's not wrong. Cause he wasn't saying that when they lost to Denver a couple of weeks earlier. So. No. Um, all right. So that's a wrap for the divisional round betting preview. Before we go, what's your favorite bet for the weekend? My favorite bet for the weekend is probably probably the Lions. I like the Lions minus okay. six and a half. I don't I just don't think Tampa's that good and they got the benefit of the draw that facing that Eagles team. I, I it's funny talk about Dallas at home too. At home. You talk about Dallas getting blown out by Green Bay and we were all laughing whether the Eagles, you know, you guys were playing chess while they were playing checkers to go to Tampa instead of hosting Green Bay. I, I, I think if I think you're right. If Dallas had gone, I think Dallas beats Tampa in Tampa. Like it's just a oh, different no question game. about it. Instead, you get yeah. blown out by Green Bay, and you know, and vice versa. I think Philadelphia could probably have beaten Green Bay. It's just the bad matchups, and your team can't tackle. But uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna roll with the Lions. That atmosphere, and you know, I just think they're better than people are giving them credit for. And if I had to have a second one, it would probably be the Niners. Although I did give you the over in the Houston game. So we'll see. Well, my best bet for the weekend, I'm over the Niners. I think that this one went this by double digit points. Packers are really well positioned for the future. Once again, they have a franchise quarterback that has the makings of a potential future Hall of Fame, which is pretty crazy. They've had the best quarterback stability by far of my lifetime. I got forgot to make one point for a Chiefs Bills game. This is a huge rest advantage here for the Chiefs. Having two extra days of rest playing on Saturday versus the Bills played on Monday. And they both played in really tough environments or really cold weather. So that's a pretty big factor here to have the extra two days of rest considering the conditions they played in this past week. But that's a wrap for a divisional round preview. Good luck to everybody with your bets, and we'll see you next week for a preview in the conference championships. 